Hi, thanks for downloading the next chapter of The Butcher, written by Nathan Burrows, that's me, and narrated by Charles Bolam. Before Charles starts, I just wanted to let you know that if you want to buy the full audiobook at a discounted price, you can head over to nathanburrows.com forward slash audio. Alternatively, you can buy a full price copy at any audiobook store. The Butcher is also available on Kindle Unlimited, ebook and print format, all via Amazon. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy the story. Chapter 14 What are we going to do, Frank? Tom asked his brother from the passenger seat of the Range Rover. Frank didn't reply straight away. He had a peculiar look on his face, which Tom meant he was thinking hard. The car bounced down the track to the pig sheds, the meat that the slaughterhouse had just delivered bouncing around in the back of the car. It normally went in the trailer, but Frank had loaded the trailer up with some farm machinery, so they put the meat on the back seat. We're not going to do anything, Tom, Frank replied a few seconds later, his jaw set firm. The brothers looked through the windscreen at the sun setting on the horizon. Nothing at all. Won't we get in trouble, though? Not if we don't get found out, we won't. Frank looked across at Tom, and Tom felt reassured by the look on his face. If Frank said they weren't going to get into trouble, then that was that. We were going to feed him to the pigs anyway. Then the pigs were going to be turned into sausages, Frank paused before continuing. All we'd done is cut out the middleman, or middle pig. Tom smiled at Frank's joke. We can't get found out, can we? No, Tom, we can't get found out. Just a few more little things to sort out, and then we're home free. Can't have the Environment Agency finding anything here. OK, Tom said. That's OK, then. I don't want to get into any trouble. You won't, Tom. Don't worry, it's only meat, Frank said. We've not done anything wrong. Not really. Just a little mix-up, that's all. Tom thought about this as Frank drove on in silence. Tom could feel the beginnings of an idea at the back of his mind. But he couldn't quite work out what it was. It would come, Tom knew. He quite often had ideas, but they took a while to come to fruition. His father used to say that a good idea was like a good whisky. The longer you waited, he said, the better they were. Seeing as old Farmer Pinch never used to have whisky in the house for more than a day or two before it was gone, it had taken Tom a while to work out what he was talking about. The Range Rover jolted as Frank drove over a deep rut in the road, and the object in the bin liner in the footwell bounced and hit Tom in the shin. Ouch, Tom said. That bloody hurt. He kicked the bin liner hard, and the object rolled away. Frank laughed as Tom massaged his leg. I didn't know heads were that bleeding hard. Should have turned it into soup after all, Frank said, and they both laughed. He parked the Range Rover by the sheds. Right, you go and check on the sows, and I'll get things set up here. Tom walked into the main pig shed. Although it was getting dark outside, there was still enough light for him to see. He nodded at Boris, who was staring at him with half-closed eyes and what looked like a suspicion. Tom went over to the sows in the pen at the far end of the shed and pressed his hand down hard on one of their backs. The sow stiffened straight away, standing stock still. Oh, you cheeky little piggy, Tom muttered. I think you're ready to get to know old Boris. 
he checked the other two sows who responded the same way. As he walked back to the door of the shed, he winked at the large boar. You might want to freshen up a bit, Boris, Tom said. Tonight's your lucky night, yelled Bugger. Outside the pig shed, Frank had got the machinery down from the trailer and pointed it towards the main outside area that the few pigs they had left used. Tom, do you want to get the head? Frank asked. Tom walked over to the Range Rover and retrieved the bin liner from the footwell. Them sows are ready, he said to Frank as he walked back towards him. All three of them. Boris is just changing into his lucky pants. Tom didn't know what lucky pants were, but he'd heard Frank mention a couple of times that he was wearing his. He only wore them when he was heading out for an evening in Norwich, so Tom knew they had something to do with sex. Frank laughed as he started up the log chipper. Get him in here, Tom, Frank shouted over the noise of the machine. Tom emptied the contents of the bin liner into the hopper. The large machine rumbled and coughed a couple of times before a fine red mist spurted out of the chute. It was followed by a spray of white chunks that splattered across the pig pen. Tom saw a fleshy chunk sailing through the air and pointed out to Frank. Look, an ear! Tom shouted. Seconds later, a large seagull swooped out of the darkening sky and grabbed it mid-air before flying away, followed by several other seagulls. Frank flicked a switch to turn the machine off. There we go. Job done, Frank said, slapping the metal casing of the log chipper. I'll give it a good clean in the morning. Once Boris has done his thing with the sows, we'll let him out in the pen. He makes short work of that mess. Tom and Frank manhandled the meat out of the car and into the fridges before they had turned their attention to Boris. This would be a two-man job, Tom knew. They got the sows into the pens and tied them up. Frank happy for Tom to coordinate this. There wasn't much that Tom was good at, but pigs was one of them. Right then, you ready? Tom asked Frank. They were standing either side of Boris's pen, each grasping a thick rope that was attached to the boar's harness. When Frank nodded, Tom kicked the door of the pen open and the two men braced themselves. They needn't have bothered. When Boris took off across the floor to get to the first of the sows, both Tom and Frank lost their footing and were dragged across the floor. Boris leapt onto the first sow, whose legs buckled under the strain, and then there was a loud scream from the pen. Tom wasn't sure whether it was a scream of delight from Boris or a scream of horror from the sow. It could well have been both, Tom thought, as he got to his feet and brushed himself down. The two men watched as Boris did what he had been brought to do, Tom's hand covering his mouth. Dear God, that's brutal, Frank said under his breath. Tom discovered he couldn't speak, so he just nodded in reply. Hi again, Nathan Burrows here. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder, if you're interested in buying the full audiobook, head to nathanburrows.com forward slash audio or any audiobook store.